This is episode 518 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Six Paper Products for Survival and How I Store Mine. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the HydroBlue VersaFlow water filter. Now the VersaFlow is the most versatile water filter currently made. Not only can you use it for your personal water filter needs, but you can use it to create a family-sized water filter. Now, I created a video. I also have a free PDF tutorial that you can download that will show you how to do this. So for all of that and a code for 20% off of the VersaFlow, click on the link in the show notes or visit PrepperWebsite.com forward slash VersaFlow. All right, everyone, before we jump into our article of the podcast, I received, and I got to tell you, I was blown away because there was like two reviews came in back to back. And I'm like, wow, that's, you know, that rarely ever happens. And so uh, just a quick shout out. So the first one comes from Corleanus Maximus. And so uh, I hope I got that one right. Five-star review. He says, excellent channel. But hey, Todd, thanks for the minist- or thanks for this ministry. You have such a great way of keeping information simple and accessible. And I really like the articles you find. I try to listen every day and I've come to rely on you for common sense tips to make prepping easier. Your work is a prepping lectionary for anyone who wants to live a self-sufficient lifestyle. Many thanks, brother. All right, so thanks so much for that review. It means a whole lot. And I do feel like it is a ministry in a way. I do feel like I'm supposed to be doing this. And so uh, I really do appreciate it. And the second one comes from Big Sneaky. And there is uh, another five-star review. He says, good info for the old Eagle Scout. So as an Eagle Scout, a preparedness mindset has been a standard for me since my early teens, but I didn't become a serious prepper until I became a husband and dad. I love listening to the articles on my drive to work or working around the house. It keeps my preps moving forward and introduces lots of new information for me to consider. So Big Sneaky, thanks for that one as well. And uh, I'm glad that it's valuable. People are finding the podcast valuable. And so if you find it valuable as well and you would like to you know, leave a review, you can come on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com and that way you can kind of bounce to your different networks or a lot of the times there's just a way to go straight to that and leave a review and I greatly appreciate it. It helps other people decide to listen to the podcast when they see those reviews. Another thing that helps a lot is when someone shares it out just by word of mouth. You know, it's like someone you know and like, hey, do you listen to podcasts? You do. Hey, check this one out. It's called theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And, you know, just go take a listen to it. See if it interests you. And I know that 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 always works because if you're giving like a, a word of mouth, a verbal, you know, recommendation, a lot of the times people will will, uh, you know, jump on that one. And so uh, there you go. So if you do that again, that's a, it's always a big blessing when you share the podcast out there with other people. And uh, I just appreciate it so much. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from foodstoragemoms.com. And I'm going to tell you, it's not a very long article. 
but it's one that maybe you should consider. And that's why I'm really reading this one here today. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. I'm going to come back with a little bit of commentary at the end of it. So again, from foodstoragemoms.com, six paper products for survival, how I store mine. Sometimes we need a friendly reminder that we need to stock up on the six paper products I have shown today. We could use all six for any disaster or any unforeseen emergency. I also have 32 white plates, not shown, that I could use and wash if I needed to serve the biggest breakfast out in my front yard after a disaster. Now just saying, please check through your stuff and you might find you need some spoons or more forks or whatever. So today I started with the six paper products below that we can throw in our shopping basket one package at a time. This is the bare necessities we need. I have toilet paper and paper towels and another cupboard. So here are the six paper products I suggest. And the reason she's referring to that, you know, to the picture and what she's displayed is she has this really great picture, long picture of her, uh, of a storage area of a cupboard, I guess, that's just full with paper products, right? So like, you know, you can go and you could just have a humongous picnic for the whole city using Linda's, Linda's paper products. But anyway, so let's go ahead and dive into the first one. The first one, I think everyone's going to understand that it's going to be plates. Now Linda says, I do have several Coriel white plates I can use, but if I need to feed 200 people breakfast, I can do it with my paper products. I like to have both paper and washable plates. Can you imagine washing plates, cups, and silverware for 200 people? I just pick up some extra paper plates when I see them on clearance. The dollar store is a very good place to buy them sometimes. They are not always the cheapest place to buy stuff. And guys, I've talked about the dollar store and Dollar Tree. You really got to do some price matching. You can do that on Amazon. It's uh, very easy to do. But there are some great things that you can buy at the dollar store that cost a lot more money at it on Amazon. All right, so continuing on here. I do not store paper bowls because I decided I could use the larger, heavier paper cups for cereal and milk. I picture fixing more pancakes or biscuits in an emergency. I can make those from scratch or a packaged pancake mix. I will need plates to serve most meals. Peanut butter and jam sandwiches will be a great lunch to serve on paper plates. I picture using my Dutch oven to make meals to serve on plates as well. So please stock up on paper products. Number two are straws. Now I love straws. What can I say? I have paper cups with lids and the hole in the top and I could make hot chocolate for 200 people or more if I had to. I want straws for hot chocolate or hot cider. I love straws for cold drinks as well. My grandkids love using straws and you can buy like 3,000 straws for under $20 at the box stores. Yep, I love straws and we could make crafts with these straws to divert the stress level of the small kids in a disaster situation. Number three are large and small cups. The thing with cups, not waxed because they melt in the garage, is you can buy so many different sizes. Some are for cold drinks and some are for hot drinks. I like to buy some of the little tiny cups because they are perfect for kids drinking juice. They are little for little hands and it's a grandma thing and it saves on the drinks too since less goes in and waste. One perfect item is to buy those huge boxes of hot cups with matching size lids. Hot cocoa or hot chocolate would rock. 
Number four, knives. Now, I really was unaware that I was out of knives when I went to pull out my paper products. So I just added plastic knives to my grocery list. We will need knives to cut the pancakes, spread the peanut butter, and jam on bread, and so much more. Yep, knives have got to be in my stash. Number five are forks. Forks are a given because we need them to eat the pancakes, the scrambled eggs, macaroni, and cheese, etc. Those cans of beans, vegetables, or freeze-dried veggies, we can eat with our forks. And number six, spoons. We need spoons for pudding, fruit cups, freeze-dried or canned fruit. Mark would want his cold cereal with instant milk. Yep, we need spoons for so many things. So these are just a few reasons why we need to have at least six paper products stored so we are properly prepared for the unexpected. All right, so again, there is this big picture here that you can come and check out. And just a, a little, few more sentences here. I hope this picture helps you see how I store more than my six paper products, but you get the idea, right? I'm a visual person and I like sharing pictures so you can see how I store my preps. I buy those zippered bags on Amazon or Bed Bath & Beyond to protect my stuff from dust. All right, so yeah, one thing about Linda that you have to know is that she is very, very organized. Uh, you know, I did that Facebook Live with her and pretty soon I, I've ripped that audio out, off the video and I'm going to share that on the podcast here really soon because she had a lot of great information as far as organizing your preps. All right, so let me go ahead and share some thoughts here because I don't agree with everything. Of course, the, the article is around paper products and, you know, there's knives and forks and spoons. And of course, those aren't paper. Those are going to be plastic products, right? And so a lot of the times when we're talking about paper products, we're, we're thinking about things that can be thrown away. And then, you know, we include, you know, plastic utensils and things like that, right? And so what we really mean is not necessarily paper products. What we mean are, you know, products that we can throw away one-time use type things. And so let me just address a little bit of this. You know, Linda was talking about feeding a whole multitude. And in talking with her, I know that one of her you know, ministries, if you would, one of the things that she plans on doing is if she's called upon and if she needs to, she is going to help her community, right? So she will go to the church or she will, you know, if, if she has to, she will serve people from her front yard, you know? And so she's, she's thinking that way. She's preparing that way. Not everybody prepares that way. People mostly prepare for their family. And it's like, hey, this is what I can prepare for. This is what I have money for. And this is what I'm going to do. So let's back away. I want to back away a little bit from the idea of feeding the multitude. And let's just focus a little bit on feeding our families. So think about being in that SHTF situation when everything has gone crazy and haywire and you might not have the grid, you might not have water, you might not have those types of things, right? And so every every little precious amount of resource is going to be, well, it's going to be precious, right? And so you got to consider that. So let's just say you have, you know, you're at home, you decided to bug in, you're at home, you, you're cooking like you normally cook, and then it's time to clean up. Now, normally you would just take your pots and pans and go straight into, you know, into uh, the sink and you would scrub those down, wash those down. You would scrape off 
uh, a lot of your, you know, the food or whatever, and maybe send it down the, uh, the garbage disposal or put it in your trash or put it in your compost, however you do it. And then you would put it in the dishwasher machine and then you would run your dishwasher and you might not run it right away. You might save up maybe, I don't know, a day or two worth. But let's just say that we are in a situation where you don't have, again, like I said, the grid, you don't have water, you don't have all that kind of stuff. So now you got to clean up. Now that precious water that you've been storing for you and your family, now all of a sudden you have to clean up your dishes. Now what are you going to do there? Now of course you can lick, uh, you know, you can lick uh, plates clean, and you can do all that kind of stuff. People can have their own, you know, uh, plates and forks and knives and all that kind of stuff. But you have to wipe them down. You need to take care of that bacteria. So if you, uh, or eventually they will form bacteria. So. If, you, if you're not washing them at some point, you're going to have a problem. You can get sick. So you need to have a way of doing that. So if you have paper products, then you have that ability to be able to eat. And then all you really need to do is you know clean up the pots and the pans that, you, that you're cleaning with. But then everything else can be easily thrown away. And so if you have, let's say she talked about feeding 200, but let's say you had, you know, you had plates for 200 or you had spoons or forks and knives for 200 people but you were only really saving them for your family well guys that breaks down to 50 meals right so that's more than a, a month worth you know almost two months worth of not having to do dishes and you got all the other things that you got to be thinking about not only are you thinking about cooking because you're going to have to be doing that you're not going to want to wash dishes and waste resources like that but you're going to be, first of all, tired, you know, so you're going to be dead tired because you're going to be so stressed out when you are in that first month, two months, depending on how crazy it is of an SHTF situation. And so being able to just use some paper plates and throw those away, that would be how beneficial would that be to you? And if you're a guy listening to this, go talk to your wife, you know, say, hey, how would it, you know, how would you feel about you know, if you're in this situation or maybe we, you know, if you went camping on a regular basis and you used, you know, regular utensils, you know, you brought a set with you and you were cleaning all those. Imagine trying to do that every single day, you know, for the rest of however long the crisis lasts. So getting through that initial stress and that initial freak out would be it would be beneficial to have, you know, paper products that you could just kind of throw away right? Again, you're saving on the resources and all of that. But let me talk a little bit about the plastic versus paper. So I like the idea of having paper, right? So a lot of the times when, you know, when you buy I mean, these, these throwaway products, disposable uh, products like this, you're going to buy the plastic because they're a little bit more sturdy. Now, there are some that are like the Chinette type stuff, that are paper that are really sturdy uh, and you could they, they're a lot more expensive but you could invest in those you don't want plastic because plastic you're going to have to i mean you could burn it in you know styrofoam plates and all that kind of stuff you know they do you know they will dissolve but it's there's still residue that's left over if you have paper you are able to go ahead and 
you know, burn that in some kind of fire, whatever it might be. So if you were able to clean that plate off as much as possible, and then you're able to, you know, put it in a fire and you're able to burn it, even if you were saving it so that you could start fires a little bit later on, that is another way, you know, you're using that resource in another way. It's not just the one-time use and throw away. You're, you're still able to use it. You could even possibly, I don't know how, you know, depending on how clean you can get your plates, but you can use them to break them down in water and then you can, you know, create bricks, wood, you know, uh, paper bricks out of them, right? And you can use those to burn or paper logs. Uh, if you've ever seen that, and if you've never seen that, it's kind of cool. You should probably go to YouTube and YouTube, you know, making paper logs or paper bricks and it, you know people break down newspaper and stuff like that and then they they uh, over time and then they compress it into these uh bricks that will burn a lot longer than if you just threw a newspaper in the fire right so that's one thing that you can do so i would focus a little bit more on on that right she didn't say anything about paper paper towels or she did say paper towels that she has toilet paper and paper towels and another cupboard. But for me, when I'm thinking about paper plates and spoons and forks and knives and all that kind of stuff, I'm thinking paper uh, paper towels as well. And so that's something that you could possibly want. So anyway, so you have that. The thing with the straws, I don't, I wouldn't do the straws, right? Um, when she said, when she said drink the, the hot chocolate through a straw, I was just imagining burning my tongue or, you know, just, just nasty like. So <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Um, I, you know, straws are, they're beneficial, all that kind of stuff. I understand that, but I wouldn't focus so much on straws, right? But everybody has their, uh, their likes and their dislikes and the pros and the cons of everything that they do. So I wouldn't so much focus on the, uh, on the straws. What I would do if I had plastic forks and spoons and all that, because you can't do paper, right? That wouldn't work. I would try to use those. I would try if possible to wipe those off as much as possible. If I had running water, I would try to do that and save those and just use them as I went. But anyway, so you you have that too. You could bury those. You could stack them up, bury those. You could get rid of those eventually if you had to. Um, you know, unfortunately, they wouldn't. You, you couldn't really do too too much with it. I'm sure there's some other uses that you could find to figure out, but you know that's that's the case, right? So you might have those as a one-time use, or I know people that wash. You know, especially if it's more of the heavy-duty plastic, you can do that. I agree with the cups. I think that's great, but a lot of the times you're not going to find paper cups. Now, I hope you didn't miss the po the part here where she talked about don't get the kind with the wax on the inside of them because if you put them in a garage to store because you have limited space, then they'll melt. And so that's not something that you want to do. Um, but maybe there are some paper cups out there that you can find that you can use. Um, if not, you're going to kind of be stuck with those solo cups or you're going to be stuck with the big styrofoam cups. And, you know, is there a way that you can reuse those? Possibly. I don't know. So, you know, you have that. There's only so much you can go with this. Now, if you went with the cheaper paper plates, because I'm going to go back to this really quick. I don't know how many people do this nowadays, but when I was a kid, there was these like wicker uh, plates, right? And really there were holders. And what you would do is you would put 
a paper plate because it was really thin and it was more like a liner for this and you would put it in there and then you would put your stuff uh, your food in there and that way that paper plate wouldn't fold on you and go all over the place and so you might want to have some of those I don't know if they make those or not maybe I don't you could get lucky and you find a bunch of them at the thrift store but they were just like these wicker you know uh, these wicker plates and you would put one of those thin paper plates uh, down in there and so if that was the case Think about how many of those paper plates, because those come, you can get 500, 600, 800 of those really, really cheap and really easy if you weren't buying the more expensive, you know, Chinette type, uh, I believe that's the name of it, you know, the really sturdy plates there. So the other alternative to all of this is to, you're going to have to wash, you're going to have to, you know, clean your dishes and all of that. And you're really going to need some hot water. You're going to have to heat up water. You're going to have to have a way to heat up water so that you can sterilize your utensils and your pots and your plates and all of that. And eventually it might get to that because paper products are going to run out. So you can't just count on that. There should be something that you are able to go to. Maybe some hard plastic. You know, eventually China would you know, break down on you and, you know, you would, uh, you're moving it from place to place or, you know, you're, you know, all that kind of, you're manhandling all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, it's going to break on you. So maybe some hard plastic plates, some hard plastic cups that can be washed and used. You know, this is a topic that a lot of the times we don't really think about, you know, we don't really think about, okay, every single day we're going to be using these products three times a day, right? Or maybe two times a day. But it's going to be very important for us to have some kind of solution for this. And lastly, try to anticipate the needs that your family would have in an SHTF situation when it comes to this, right? So, you know, you know your food storage. Are you, are you doing a lot of, do you plan on doing a lot of soups? Well, then maybe bowls is the way that you want to go. Or maybe those big cups like Linda was talking about in her article. Are you planning on doing a lot of things that require, you know, the plates, the, the plate aspect of it, right? Where you're doing pancakes and, and different things like that, which are really easy to make. You know, you're, it's easy to store up pancake mix and to make those. It's, it's really easy to do. And so just kind of anticipating your needs and, and where you see things going. You know your food storage. You might have a lot of food storage that you can just pour some water into one of the freeze-dried pouches that you have and mix it up and contain it all right in there. And so really, everything is a throwaway. Now, you're going to have plastic to throw away or the wrapper to throw away and all that kind of stuff to throw away. Maybe you're just focusing on the utensil and that's all you have. But you need to know the needs of your family. And really, when it comes down to preparedness, that's going to drive a lot of what we do. All right, guys, so I hope I've given you some food for thought today. Sometimes, you know, this is a topic that we really don't think about too much. And so I, I like to go there sometimes. Like, what would it be like if there was a true SHTF situation? I know that I don't necessarily like cleaning up, you know, uh, the kitchen or cleaning up pots and pans and, and dishes and different things like that. And I can only imagine if there was a situation where, you know, I was tired and I was stressed and I was worried about what was going on in my neighborhood, in my community. And then on top of that, having to worry about all of that stuff. Right. And so, uh, you know, put a little bit of thought into it. What would you do?
All right, everyone. Well, again, that's coming to us from foodstoragemoms.com. Six paper products for survival, how I store mine. Like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes and you can go check it out. And uh, if anything, you just got to go check out uh, Linda's picture of her cupboard, man, and all the, the way that she has arranged it all. She's ready to feed an army. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 518. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.